0: Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Hello, welcome back. If you've been following along this week, you know we have been talking about how what we experienced in childhood can impact our adult relationships, and we have been focusing on one topic in particular, which is called the Imago, or you could think of it as your relationship template. Yesterday, a listener wrote in, and they talked about how no matter how much they try to avoid certain characteristics, they end up with the same type of partner again and again. And when I dug in a little bit with them, I found that these characteristics are familiar, that they are things that they experienced when they were growing up. When I'm working with people in the therapy room, this is something that comes up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. They are disappointed in their relationships. We explore those disappointments, and we find that they are very similar to the disappointments they felt in childhood. And they'll ask me, why didn't I see this in the beginning? How did I miss all of this stuff that feels exactly like what was so difficult in my childhood? And it'll be extra frustrating sometimes because they will have made a conscious decision with themselves to not go into a relationship with someone like that. So they will say, I told myself that I did not want to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't play or isn't fun or doesn't go on adventures or isn't emotionally available or isn't compassionate, but I've somehow ended up in a relationship with someone like that. So it's super, super, super frustrating, right? And I think most people have experienced that in in some capacity where it's like, oh, why do I keep walking into this? Why can't I miss it somehow? The human desire to connect creates this dense fog. So as I've talked about a lot, when we're getting to know somebody, we want to see the good about them because we're kind of wired to connect with them, right? We want to be in a relationship. We have all of these hormones surging. And so during that infatuation stage when we're being filled with those happy love hormones then we're going to be fueled to see the good and as a result that person comes to represent reward to our brain and our brain doesn't want us to see the bad seeing the bad would lead to far fewer connections and in an evolutionary sense fewer babies then the hormones dissipate and we start to see reality and the reality says oh no I see the good, but I also see the bad, and now I feel stuck. One of my favorite quotes from Harville Hendricks is, The positive traits are going to be of interest to your conscious mind. The negative ones will attract your unconscious. They're the traits that are connected to your frustrations. Through nature's anesthesia, it will keep you from seeing the negative traits in your chosen partner. They will be the traits that activate your deepest feelings when you meet, and that will cause you the most difficulty later in your relationship. And nature's anesthesia is that infatuation stage, right? So what do we do about this? Well, if you're not in a relationship yet, one of the things you can do is reflect on the positive and negative characteristics that you experienced in childhood from caregivers. And you can try to be aware of those so that even when all those love hormones try to minimize those things, you'll have them in your back pocket and you'll be able to look for them, right? So it'll help you to be aware. Now, if you're already in a relationship, it can still be really helpful for you to reflect on the positive and negative characteristics from childhood. What this will allow you to do is help you to recognize maybe what your partner is showing up with. Maybe it'll help you to recognize some expectations that you have and it will ultimately help you to express to your partner that these characteristics aren't only disappointing in the present but they are connected to a history of disappointments. And so even though maybe it's not that big of a deal in the moment, when they happen, it's almost like they're rubbing up against a really deep wound. And if you have a really loving partner, then this is something the two of you can connect on and try to work together to help heal this wound. The point here is not to look for things to criticize within your parents or within your partner or any of that, but it's really to see clearly the ways that you've repeated patterns and to remind you of the important work that you're doing to shift into something healthier. So if you have a partner and you find that they exhibit many of the disappointing characteristics of your caregivers, this doesn't necessarily mean that you've chosen the wrong person right? But it does mean that you both have a job to do, which is to show up authentically and to help each other feel safe enough to heal the wounds of childhood. And this is something that I talk a lot about in my book, and I want this to work. We talk about how are we creating security in our relationships so that when wounds from the past or wounds from the relationship, things caused in the relationship, when they surface, that we are working to create a space that feels safe. And responsive, so that each person can begin to heal. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me on Instagram at LizListens. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. We love hearing from you, so please leave us a review. And until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune into me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio